Derek is the new superintendent in a large unified school district. He wanted to hold the district accountable to the same standards they hold students to, to level up and surpass expectations. So he earned a doctoral degree in education online at Grand Canyon University. Now he's taking charge and making measured improvements. What do you think preparing students for success looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That indeed it is. The phone number is 855-853-4802 to call in your real ghost story and share it with us. Of course, you can... Also, write in at uh, our website, realghoststoriesonline.com, or send Jenny your audio files if you're recording them on your uh, devices. And uh, you do that, uh, Jenny, J-E-N-N-Y, at realghoststoriesonline.com. So many ways to get your stories to us. I always kind of chuckle a little bit because I say that all the time. Yeah. I, I share on the show 500 times an episode, like, uh, where how do you get your stories to us? <laughs> And then I, it's just kind of funny when sometimes I get the email or the message on Facebook or the tweet. How do I, how do I share a story with you guys? <laughs> it's like, either you haven't been listening very long, which I get. That's, that's, that's forgivable. Yeah. It's like, yeah. okay. Although there's some I've seen where it's like, this person has like emailed me several times in the last year. Mm-hmm. It's like, how, how are you missing this, this piece of the puzzle? And you respond? Yeah, I, I, I'm nice about it. Yeah, like, here's here's what you do. And but I mean, you respond, and they still send that to you. Mm-hmm. Like they forgot how to do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I don't. Know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, I know. Like sometimes, like you know, it's it's like. Um, all I think I can like make an example of is like when I was a kid and my mom would tell me to do something and it just became like white noise, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, maybe that's kind of what it can be like sometimes. It's like, you know, you, you hear it so often, sure. it just becomes white noise mm-hmm. and it's like, oh yeah, he does say that all the time, but I've heard it so many times it doesn't even register. Uh-huh. So I, I could see that kind of being the case. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, that's how you, uh, you share your stories with us. Um, it is the most wonderful time of the year. Um, but we're, the day that this is being recorded is, is actually the day after Halloween. I know this is airing uh, well into mid of the month of November, but yeah. uh, we uh, we did our trick-or-treating last night uh-huh. uh, with the kids and uh, had a good time. <laughs> and it's amusing around here because this is like the one of the, the Christmassy towns in the world. Yeah, it is. It, it, it definitely in the U.S. And uh, literally on the way back from trick-or-treating, up in the mountains, you could see there's a, a place that does uh, a, a huge Christmas display. Like, literally, they have a, a tower that you can zip line off of. Mm-hmm. And it, it stands out. Like, the, the Harper thought it was, like, one of the towers for one of the princesses. It on. looks like uh, Rapunzel's tower yeah. from Tangled. So, uh, she thought it was that all year long. Mm-hmm. And they, they make it into this Christmas tree. And uh, we're just thinking, oh, well, you know, Halloween's going to be done pretty soon. It'll be kind of cool to go go check out these lights around here. On the way home, I shit you not, on on, <laughs> on on Halloween night, I'm like, oh my God, it is all christmas out. Yeah. They had all the lights on, the tree was lit, and I think I saw more Christmas decorations on Halloween than I did on 
for Halloween. Well, we knew which houses to skip by which sure. ones had the tree up, and you could see it through the front window. That, too. That was interesting to me. Now, I, I totally get the commercial side of it where, like, the businesses yeah. have to... Because it's, it's bam, it's the season today Yeah, uh, where it's it's suddenly uh, Christmas. What did kind of uh, surprise me was the amount of residential homes mm-hmm. that had, like, not one. We were just, like, kind of getting started with the, the decorations. There's somewhere like two or three Christmas trees up. But, you know, I, I can appreciate how much effort it is to do that, to go all out. Sure. So you want to enjoy it as much as possible. Yeah. So, like, I can see all, new, all November yeah. and all December, a lot of people doing that. Me, I, I'm i lazy, so I'm going to get a little bit out at a time, and by Thanksgiving it should mm-hmm. all be up. I'm ready to get going on it now yeah. that Halloween's done. I just, I, 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 I have a little issue it's nothing big by any but it was showing up at a house to trick or treat and there's like you know stockings hung with care by the fire <laughs> and <laughs> folks dressed up just like eskimos uh you know right there sure. a, a, as like trick or treat uh, is it christmas or halloween I'm not yeah sure. no one handed out candy canes though so i will give them that that'd be funny that we like oh these are really old i i do question some of the candy of how old it was just because it's especially those peanut butter kisses uh-huh. the girls did get some and they are saving them for, for grandpa. grandpa. Yep. <laughs> and and grandpa can enjoy them because they're probably of the they're they're finely aged, I'm guessing, probably all the way back to the years that we were trick-or-treating. So anyway, good times there. Uh 855-853-4802, our number. Let's go to our, our first callers here today. Lynn uh, is calling in. Hi, Lynn. Hey guys, I have an interesting story for you. Um that actually comes from my daughter, um, but also includes me as well. Um, my whole family, all the women are sensitive. My grandmother was, my mother, my aunt are. Um, my daughter has found the same thing in her DNA. Um, and when she was younger, uh, my daughter kept saying to me, Mom, this girl keeps waking me up at night. She keeps shaking my bed. And she had one of those loft beds. So eventually we got to the point where we just got our floor bed. And she's like, well, now she keeps talking in my ear. And I'm like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Just tell her to go away. Um, and I mean, I had known I was sensitive, but didn't really think anything about my daughter really being sensitive because I didn't realize that my mother was, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but you know, after a while it was getting kind of obvious that either she was just having really weird dreams or she, there was somebody in her room. And the weird thing is, is my daughter can sense people I don't sense and vice versa. It just depends on who they're trying to get the attention of, I think sometimes. And there's times we both absolutely see the same thing and we know, you know, but there are times where... We'll, so one of us will have experiences with somebody and the other one won't ever see them. Um, and I don't know if maybe because she was younger or, you know, um, I really don't know the whole gist of how it happens. I just know it does. Um, well, anyhow, she um, kept telling about this little girl. And I said, why don't you tell her, you know, at night when you're sleeping, she needs to let you sleep. That it's very important that you get sleep. Um, and the little girl said, but you're supposed to take me on a trip. And my daughter kept saying, but I'm not going on a trip right now. So when I go on a trip, you can follow us, but we're not going on a trip right now. And, um, you know, so she didn't really see that much of the little girl. And every once in a while, the little girl would pop up and be like, are we going on the trip now? And my daughter would be like, no, we're not going on the trip now. And um, this happened from the time she was about 12 um, on. And so it just became a normal thing of no, we're not going on the trip today, you know, that kind of thing. Well, when she went to college, we thought, you know, maybe it would subside. Um, 
and it was her freshman year of college. Um, and uh, both of us are very interested in learning and do a lot of learning about the Holocaust. Um, it's just kind of a thing. My aunt was involved with research on the Holocaust, and through that, I learned about it. And it's just been something that I just find the reading int- very interesting, and I um, I'm very touched by some of the. You know, with all the bad, there are still some amazing, beautiful stories, you know, in the middle of it. Um, And just kind of, I like to try to find those flowers in the wasteland, I guess you would call them. Um, But uh, so that's just something that we've always been interested in. And my daughter taking a class on the Holocaust and we had the opportunity to go to the um, Holocaust Museum in St. Louis. Um, we were very excited. You know, my daughter was going, so she said we could go with them. And I was like, that's awesome. So we went. Um, and my husband um, is very understanding of uh, how I get weird sometimes. Um, and he's gotten to the point now where um, he kind of consents when stuff's going on because of how I'm, I'm going on. And there's been some just obvious times, too, where stuff's going on. He's like, what is it? Because he can't see it, but he knows it's going on. Um so we were in the Holocaust Museum, and my daughter said to me, the girl's here. And I looked over, and I'm like, she's not a real child that's here. She's like, oh, no, you're seeing her. She's not a real child that's here. That is not a child that's walking around the museum without a parent. And I was like, oh. And so she just kept following us the whole way. Um, and we were going through looking at some of the memorabilia and the, you know, just different things and um, we got to this one section where they had, um, the stars that the Jewish people wore, um, during the Holocaust, um, and they had next to them, um, passports, uh, people who had worn the stars who had passed away. Um, and my daughter stops dead still. And she looks at me and she goes, mom. And I said, what? And I, she pointed at one of the, the passports next to a child's star and I looked and it was the same little girl I had just seen. And she looked at me and I looked at her and all of a sudden the lights over us started flickering. And then the lights in the entire museum started flickering. And the guys like the tour guide guy who was like kind of there to answer questions, not really kind of walk you around, but he's there to answer questions. And he was like, um, hang on a second. This has never happened before. And we kind of just looked at each other and we're like, was this the trip? And she's like, I don't know. And um, at the same time, we both felt a tug on the back of our shirt, like a little child trying to get your attention. So I turned around looking down, thinking there's going to be a child here, and there was nothing there. And right at that moment, we see literally this woman just come out of um, one of the displays. And the little girl um, goes running towards her, and the mom is holding what looks like a doll, Um, and she just, you know, grabs the little girl up and they're just holding each other and they both just looked over and faded like they didn't exist anymore. Um, and my daughter and I just kind of were both standing there like, what just happened? And, um, I've been trying to do research on for, um, spirits that exist, whether there are spirits who are trying to find I don't want to say a key, but like a person that they can connect with that can help them 
cross over because both my daughter and I felt very, very strongly that that little girl just crossed over with her mom and that somehow they had been separated. Um, whether they were separated where her mom maybe died in the Holocaust and she didn't, um, I don't know. Uh, because the passport we looked at was, or the ID card that, they, that we looked at was of somebody they told us was of somebody who had passed. Um, but I really don't know. I and mean, we don't really know for sure any of that information, especially with children, because sometimes children were, you know, taken in by families and renamed and, you know, to hide them. So I don't know, um, ultimately what had ever happened. Um, but it was a very weird situation. Um, and my husband's gotten very used to strange stuff happening when we go places sometimes. Um, but it was very strange how, as all that happened, the power just went crazy in the museum. And I said to the guy, I said, that was really strange. He goes, this has never happened. He's like, we have really great electricity. He's like, I just went and checked the power box. There's no reason why it should have been fluctuating. He's like, we have a call an electrician to see if he can figure out where the surge was. And I thought, ah, you don't need to bother because he's not going to find anything. And my daughter and I, to this day, we still talk about that moment because, you know, I kind of feel um, guilty that we were the only two who got to see that um, because it was a beautiful moment and it was a beautiful thing. And, um, you know, however, this little girl ended up following us from Colorado to Illinois um, to St. Louis, Missouri on a class trip. Um, we don't know. Um, it's very confusing as to how all that happened. I've never heard of anyone else having that happen. Um, but I mean, this little girl followed her for years. Um, and in the end, she, I guess she got where she was supposed to be. Um, but it was definitely a very strange situation that I really can't quite put my finger on. I think that's such a beautiful story, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I almost wonder if, um, was it was her name Lynn? If mm -hmm. Lynn's daughter almost kind of felt sad when the little girl was gone because this little girl had kind of followed her and been around her whole life, and now she's crossed over. And it's like, how did how did the little girl know that Lynn's daughter was going to be the one that was able to lead her to where she needed to go to cross over? I don't know. That that's a real kind of open-ended thing yeah you don't really have the answer to it what i'm wondering is you know at the end she said i um i feel bad that we were the only two people who were who, who got to see this um i wonder if there was the only two people who were able to see it like yeah. ha had there been other people in that room at that time would they have been able to see it or was this something that was only being projected at them because of the role that they were playing in this i very much feel like they were the only two that were supposed to see it because it was a mother and daughter being re reunited because of a mother and daughter. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like just knowing, you know, what mm -hmm. the mother would be feeling and what the daughter would be feeling. Sure. They're the only ones that would really understand that. Yeah. Very interesting story. Thank you for sharing that experience with us here, Lynn. We greatly appreciate that. 855-853-4802 is our number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your experiences with us. Let's go to Ryan the Skeptic. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Tony. Hi, Jenny. This is uh, Ryan the Skeptic from Kansas City. And uh, I'm thinking about you guys because I had a uh, possibly unexplained experience. Well, very unexplained experience that could be natural, could be not. I, I honestly don't know. Um, but it was interesting enough that I thought I might put a call into the show and uh, see if you guys would enjoy it or if the uh, my, my fellow listeners might enjoy hearing it. Um, 
So it happened last week. You know, it was a late night, four in the morning. And just to give you a little background, I live in the Westport area of Kansas City in an older apartment building, four floors, uh, a single apartment on every floor. So I know all my neighbors, all wonderful people. Hey, Sammy, be nice. It's uh, my dog, Sammy. He likes to talk. Um, and anyway, it's four in the morning, and I wake up from a, a distant scream. And my first thought is that, you know, I'm dreaming. I couldn't remember what I was dreaming about, but, um, you know, Occam's Razor, simplest explanation is usually correct. And at the time, I was scared, and it was easy to think, hey, you know, I dreamt this. But then I heard, I, I could swear I heard it a second time. Uh, from somewhere in the building, somewhere distant. Um, and so I grapple with the uh, the notion of being the guy that hears a scream and decides not to go do something if there is something going on in the building. And so I I decided to man up, I even though I was in my PJs, and I took my, my hunting knife, which is about a foot and a half long, and I leave my apartment, I go down to the basement, which is uh, kind of a scary place, even during even during a sunny day, and uh, open the door, walk in, pull the the chains to turn the lights on, check in all the dark corners everywhere, and there's nothing there. So, uh, with a supreme act of will, I turn the lights back off and walk out of my dark basement, shut the door behind me, and I go up to the first floor apartment and wait outside the uh, the my neighbor's door for about 30 seconds don't hear anything and I do the same with the uh, the second and third and fourth floor didn't hear anything there either and I'm working myself up a little bit at this point just with the thought that something is happening and I can't figure out what it is um, but at the same time I didn't want to knock on my neighbor's doors and piss off my entire building so I decide to check the outside of the building and uh, I open up our very creaky front door and step outside in my PJs and, uh, with my long knife. Um, and I'm looking out on our front uh, front yard. And to my right, at the end of the porch, I hear a wrestling. And at this point, you know, there hasn't been a lot of leaves falling. And, but there's some, you know, and I so I walk over very slowly and I try to peek over the edge without actually going to the edge. Hey, Sammy. Sammy says hello. <laughs> uh, and there's nothing there. You know, uh, I could have sworn I heard something stepping through the plant life there, but there's nothing. And then I think, okay, I need to check behind the building because the way our fence is set up, there's um, there's a place that's really, that's cordoned off a little um, on the uh, the back and far side of the building where we park and next to the other wall of the building. So I'm walking back to our parking lot with my knife in my PJs four in the morning and slowly just trying to be really quiet because I do not know what's happening. Don't know if there might be somebody back there. And I look up the steps to uh, the, one of the neighbor's apartments and I don't see anyone on their steps or their porch no one on the back porch of the front floor apartment but as I'm rounding the corner of the building I hear that rustling again very distinctly sounds like footsteps 
and I'm terrified. <laughs> you know, so um, no screams though. So there's that. But I very slowly walk over to that part of the fence uh, that that runs along the length of that side of the building, and I'm doing the same thing. I'm trying to see as much as I can without actually coming into line of sight of that area, and I don't hear anything else, and I don't see anything else. And I could swear this is all so real, um, but I don't know. You know, I I do know that uh, I thought you guys would enjoy that. I took a peek through the fence to see if there was anyone in the parking lot on the other side. Um, there wasn't anybody there either, so it's, an, it's kind of an interesting experience. Thankfully, it was nothing. Um, anyway, I hope you enjoy my story. I enjoy uh, everyone else's stories, and I'm glad I can have something to share with the group. And uh, I'll keep listening. Happy Halloween, and take care. I don't know how many times Ryan's going to have an experience before we stop calling him Ryan the Skeptic. Oh, he'll always be a skeptic. <laughs> and that... he's, been, he's been with us a long time. I mean, yeah. he's been with us from, from the beginning, so... Yeah. I, I think, you know, sometimes, folks, it's just easier to, uh, to, to, to say you're skeptical than accept some of it because it's, it, some of it's just, it, I, and I understand, it's dark, it's creepy, it's messed <laughs> up, and it's, uh, it's not exactly uh, comforting to know that some of this stuff exists. Mm -mm. So, um, hey, if Ryan wants to, to, to stay a skeptic, that's fine. Even if eventually he has the librarian from Ghostbusters living in his house with him. It's like, no, that's just... Uh, that's just kind of, you know, uh, I don't know. It's a projector from the neighbors, you know, it's <laughs> shooting the lights and it's just a refraction. And she she talks sometimes, that's, but that's just, yeah, that's it. Or, yeah. <laughs> and this, this case may very well have not been paranormal, but it was still yeah. creepy as all get out. I mean, you hear a scream and then rustling, but still don't find anybody. It, it's <laughs> what I was thinking is here he is wandering around outside his building with a knife yeah. at night. And I'm thinking of more so a living person just kind of coming around the corner, maybe like walking out, taking their dog out or mm -hmm. something. And then like, here's this man with a knife wielding sure. in the air. That might not end so well for Ryan, where he's yeah. like, oh, I'm looking for a, uh, uh, I, I heard a scream. You know? Right. Like, I don't know. You got to explain yourself pretty quick. They're going to think you're the reason for the scream. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. Exactly. So it could have, it could have completely flip-flopped uh, that it would have ended up being... Uh, much like that uh, episode or that show uh, that was on HBO where the uh, the, the guy was uh, accused of murder or whatnot. Yeah. What was that called? The Night Of. The Night Of, mm -hmm. yes. Um, so, but thank you, Ryan, for the call. We greatly appreciate that. And thanks you, uh, thank you for listening. We we, we love uh, your support. 855-853-4802 uh, is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Hi. Let's hear your story. Hi, Brewskies. Um I am going to re remain anonymous for now, but I really wanted to share some stories. I truly enjoy listening to your show. I've recently allowed myself to be entertained by paranormal stories. I have a lifetime of scenarios, um, instances, stories that I could share with you, but I did want to get this one off my chest. I have, my, my entire family has had several stories and occurrences that happened to them. So I really think it's something within our family bloodline that um, 
we have been attacked by entities and demons uh, specifically. But anyway, so, and, and this happens to uh, my sister more, and hopefully I can get her to call and she's got some terrifying stories, but we were younger. I was in junior high at the time. I'm in my 40s now, but uh, we lived in this old house. It was in a rural part of our town, and it was a two-story house. Her and I had a bedroom upstairs. She had the smaller room, and it kind of had the A-frame uh, where her her the roof was right above her bed. And she had a, a cross that my mom had given her hanging above her bed, and she never wanted to sleep in there. When we had talked about it later, um, not at the time, she said that every single night the cross would fly across her room and land on the floor opposite of where, and that made her uncomfortable. So we just, you know, we let her sleep wherever she wanted to. She would either sleep with myself or my mother, um, and we didn't think really much of it at the time. And then one day, we I had come home from school, and my sister was in the kitchen with my mother, and um, I was dead asleep. Well, my sister comes running upstairs, and she is angry with me, and she's not so much hitting me, but she's pushing me and, and saying, what is your problem? And mind you, I was in junior high, so she was um, in primary, and she was very angry, and I was upset because when you take a nap, you don't want to be woken up that way. And I said, what is your problem? And she said, why were you doing that to me? And I said, what do you mean? And she said, you were downstairs, you were looking out the window, and you were yelling at me. And I said, no, I wasn't. I, I've been up here asleep. And the look on her face, she just turned white. And um, I could tell that she was upset. And I said, well, explain to me what happened. So she was, um, she had, I guess she had gone outside um, to, to get our dog while she was in the kitchen with our mom. She went outside to get the dog, and she looked in the window, and I, or somebody that looked like me, had opened up the curtain and was yelling, and she would tell me, stop it, because I looked funny. And she, um, everything that she would say the person on the other side of the um, window would repeat what she was saying. And so it, it became scary to her. So she came back inside and she didn't see anybody, so she ran upstairs and that's where she woke me up. And so she um, became really upset and frightened at that time. And um, I, I was a couple weeks later, she told me she was outside with the dog again and she had seen this figure appear in the middle of a field because we live next to an open field. She said that this thing, this dark object, had appeared to her and it would stare at her. And so whenever she would move, the entire body would turn towards her. And so we were brought up in a Christian household, so we, we, you know, we know how to battle this because she was very frightened at that time. And she started praying and she was kind of yell praying um, you know to fight this thing and it started morphing into different objects and it would just throw its head back like it was screaming you couldn't really hear it but it was just morphing and screaming 
and then it just disappeared. And um, this, whatever it was, has followed us into our adulthood, um, more, more her than I. But um, come to find out, my mom had told us, because we were terrified, obviously, um, what was happening in that house, which we moved out of. Um, but when she, we first rented that house, there was several items that were being, catalogs that were being mailed to the house um, about witchcraft and um, different kinds of, of herbs and, and books and incantations that you can purchase. So something must have been going on in that house that triggered this entity to, to start attacking us. Um, again, I, I don't know if it has anything to do with what was following us as a family or if, I don't know. But um, I'm just curious to, to hear what you think. That's one of many. Um, I will call in at another time to share other stories um, that are terrifying. Um, our our um, adventures with the paranormal have not been positive. So my sister and I about engaging in um, anything paranormal because it's not fun. It's not a game. It's not something that, that you mess around with um, because they have really terrified us, um, not just our close family, meaning my sister and myself, but aunts, uncles, cousins. I mean, it's the same, it's the same sort of thing. But um, hopefully I can hear this on your show. Thanks. What is this in the mailbox? A copy of Ouija today? Yeah, I kind of feel like whoever was living there before may have been doing something they shouldn't have been doing in that house and may have opened something up, mm -hmm. either intentionally or unintentionally. Either way, it's kind of like they left it open. But that is that is the, I think, one of the worst type of ghosts is the ones that show up looking just like you, the doppelgangers, mm -hmm. especially when they're aggressive. If it's transforming from this to that, that's mm -hmm. that's scary. That's where you really you don't know what you're dealing with, and it's those are typically not the ones that have the ease of uh, being eliminated. Of hey, please stop doing this, or sage this, or salt this, or yeah. uh, you know, eight herbs and spice this, or seven seven. What is it? Seven herbs. Seven herb and spice this. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that works too if you get the recipe right. Not at all. <laughs> That would probably actually, if I were the ghost, it would attract me. It would I don't make think me, it even works on food. I would totally stick around if, if someone was sprinkling KFC powder everywhere, especially if they were like hot chickening it and, <laughs> and Nashville hot chickening like door frames uh -huh. instead of like salt or, or goat blood. They were, they were just putting the Nashville hot chicken sauce. We got to go before that's gone. Over door frames. We got to drive the 30 miles and go get our hot chicken at we, KFC. Yeah, we should. And this is not an endorsement no. for KFC at all. No, we just are nuts about the Memphis hot chicken. Uh, no, I, I really, is it Memphis or Nashville? Nashville. Nashville hot chicken. You're confused because there's a restaurant in town that does Memphis, and it's not yeah. It's not that. It's like, a I don't know what that even is, but it's... Lies. <laughs> But uh, I, I want to actually try, like, the real stuff. Like, we should just go to Nashville and try the real thing, not from the fast food restaurant. But, I'm like, game. Road trip. Let's go. That would be... I, I'd love to try the real thing. The thing is, it would probably then ruin it for the only accessible way we have to, of getting it in, in this area, which is at the fast food restaurant. Because it'd be so, so good. It'd be like, you know, like getting a, a frozen Big Mac in the mail. And, like, this is not the same as a real thing. 
But if we go to Nashville and we have hot chicken that's out of this world, and mm-hmm. we know we can only have hot chicken like that in Nashville, it will stop us from driving 30 miles to get yeah. bad chicken. That's true. At the shitty KFC. <laughs> that's true. You know, yeah. or or we may end up going. I think I like the fast food one better. Really, I, I've done that before with some food. Well, we have to go to several different restaurants there. In yeah, Nashville. just eat a lot of it and and bring a lot of depends along. Oh, God. Because I nobody that, needs to know about the, that. The idea of like binging on hot like four hot chicken restaurants in a day, and then you have to go get back in the car and then let's go drive back to here, and uh, that's a long drive. That could uh, that could end badly, especially if there's a long stretch where oh, all well, the gas stations are closed. You just assume I'm not going to let you go to the bathroom. No, I'm not assuming. I'm just telling you I'm not going to I'm not assuming you're not going to let me go to the bathroom. I'm assuming I'm not going to have a lot of control of that functionality. That's gross. That's where I'm coming to. It's not that you're going to trap me in the car. Okay. This uh Should we keep going down this road? No, I think we're good. We're good. We're done. Uh or we could just find a recipe and try making it. At I'm home. now looking out the window. I can't make eye contact. <laughs> Let's get another caller. Hi. Hey Tony and Jenny, how are you? My name is Fatima and I'm from Hungary. Uh, I've been a huge, huge fan of your show for years now and I usually listen to it while cooking, like chopping up vegetables and stuff like that. It's my favorite thing ever. Um, And I was listening to it uh, the other night while making dinner and there was a story that really caught my attention because it reminded me uh, of one of the things that happened to me and my mom. A couple years back. Um, It's very important to know that at the time my dad was still alive. Unfortunately he died in 2007 and this happened a couple months before uh, his death. Um, So basically I was, now I'm 22, so I was about 11 or 12 years old when I, when when this happened and um, as a little kid I was really really scared to uh, sleep alone so whenever it was time to go to sleep or go to bed I would like um, be so scared and frightened because I guess I had such a rich imagination that uh, I was convinced that if I'm going to be left alone then a monster is going to come and get me but on the other hand, even then, I was really, really interested in the par- paranormal. So whenever I had the opportunity and my parents didn't pay attention, I would like watch documentaries and stuff like that on different channels on TV. And at school, we even um, made these huge, long conversations about paranormal stuff with my classmates. So it was always something that um, that had a huge part in my life because I was so interested in it. So as I couldn't sleep alone I ended up in my parents bed and I know it's a bad habit but I just couldn't sleep uh, in any way (laughs) if uh, if I wasn't with them or at least with my mom because my dad unfortunately ended up in the living room or in my bed (laughs) in the other room because the their bed was too small to uh, fit us comfortably. So I was sleeping next to my mom and uh, I fell asleep and I had this really weird dream where my dad died. Um, and I didn't see it happen. I just I just knew 
that he was gone. I knew that he was no longer with us and I can clearly remember the remember this eerie feeling of not having him physically in this world next to us and missing him. So it was a really bad feeling that uh, the kind it was the kind of dream that sticks with you throughout the next day. And um, when I woke up, <clears throat> my mom could see that something was wrong, and even she looked a little off. And she asked me what the problem was, and uh, I told her about my dream, and she stops uh, and looks at me with this huge, surprised and fright frightened eyes, like, oh my god, I just had the same exact dream as you. Now what? <laughs> Like, we weren't about to, like, close up my dad into my room or something and not letting him out into the world to do his job and stuff. Because, obviously, death is something. Even if you get such a clear sign that maybe in the near future you are going to have to deal with this stuff, even then... I don't think there's anything you can possibly physically do to avoid it because it's it's faith I mean faith not faith <laughs> I'm sorry my English is sometimes a little off but so you can't really avoid fate and um, we told my dad what happened and we tried to joke about it and then just you know like ignore it but obviously that day I was really, um, really off and really creeped out by, uh, by the fact that both of us had the same exact dream. Which happens a lot with us, I mean not the dream thing, but the stuff, the kind of stuff that mother and daughter has, you know, if you have a really close relationship, like uh, she calls me at the exact same moment when I think about her and vice versa, you know. Um, so that kind of thing, or we uh, weirdly finish each other's sentences. So it's probably our bond that makes it even stronger. But after my dad passed away, which was, as I already mentioned, a couple months after this dream thing happened, um, <coughs> uh, it, it, our bond became even stronger. And I also want to mention that my dad passed so so quickly like uh, it was such an unexpected death we completely forgot uh, about this what happened to us um, when 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 he passed away like it was a month after that we got back to our routines you know we couldn't really care less and and uh, he had a heart attack and it wasn't something we could be prepared for so that kind of proves how death is uh, unavoidable, you know. So yeah, uh, this is getting way too long, so I'm gonna wrap it up here. But thank you for letting me share it, and I hope you'll be able to use this in your podcast. I love you very much, and have a happy, happy Halloween. Bye. And thank you for that call. I think that you can be sensitive and be empathic with people that you're close to, like your mom or sister or somebody like that, and. I think it's completely different, though, when you guys are having the same dream. I think that's taking it one more step to another level of something else. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the thinking about 
each other and somebody calls at the same time or wearing the same clothes and not planning it and things like that happen. But I think having the exact same dream at the same time is different. I agree. Uh, I think it's, you become like super empath. I think it's one of those like levels of, uh, we we're talking the other day, you know, the levels of, of sensitivity, if you mm-hmm. will, where it's, you know, some folks are, are at, at, you know, kind of the ground level and then it just kind of goes up from there to the folks that can see the full, you know, they think it's another person yeah. walking around and it's a ghost and other folks maybe picking it up is just kind of out of the corner of their eye. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that 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 too, what you're talking about is on that same that same level. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that experience with us. We greatly appreciate your call. The phone number, of course, 855-853-4802 to Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's do one more caller before we wrap up the show today. Hi, you're on the air. Hello, guys. I think I called probably last year at some point, a story about the woman who was a maid in Mexico and they heard a bunch of noise in the room next to them and then they went over there and there was no, nothing was out of place. Um, I'm actually calling you with another story that is not my story. It's a friend of mine. Um, her mother goes to Mexico every couple of weeks. We live, we live in Texas, so we live very close to the border. It's about a seven-hour drive. Um, and she goes over there to do, you know, go to the doctor or you know, run errands or do run her business that they have over there. And over there, no one really, they don't really drive. So she doesn't drive. So she takes one of those, they're like little, we call them combis in Spanish or peseras. And they're little buses that you just take, like little VW bugs or like VW, like the vans or just vans essentially and they they pick up people at different stops like a bus essentially and she was driving she was taking i guess the bus down uh down to another part of uh, monterey there were and was it Mon- i think it was Mon- monterey or matamoros the both towns near the border and she apparently it was just her and the driver on the bus on the little peseta and apparently, I mean, there's no, you can't press a button or anything like a bus would to, to stop. You just say, um, baja, which means I want to get off. And so they're driving down the road and it's just her and the bus driver or the driver. And apparently at one point they hear something say baja or I want to get off. And he looks at my friend's mother and he like you want to get off here and she's like i didn't say anything and and he's like there's nobody else on the little bus with them it's just her and him and so they're like did you hear that and she looks at him and she goes yeah i heard it but there's no one on the bus little bus with them but apparently someone wanted to get off the bus (laughs) and they were like that was really weird um that's how it ended and it was they were just like okay that was strange and they're like they went up, went about their day, but I thought it was really funny that somebody wanted to get off the bus, and it wasn't her, and it obviously wasn't the driver. So I thought it was just a really funny story. Um, so that's it. All right, thank you guys. I love your show. I'm an EPP. Definitely worth it if you're thinking about it, because I don't even have a job really, and I can afford a five dollars a month. <laughs> so. I'm pretty sure if I can, you know, it's not that hard. So, all right. Thank you. Bye. 
I think it would really suck to be a ghost that has to still use public transportation. That really, you know, that really kind of kills one of those things that you think of maybe a perk of death. You can just blink and you're wherever you want to go. Exactly. Teleporting, walking through walls, mm-hmm. or, or just being able to kind of get there maybe almost as if you're on a uh, an infinite, um, uh, what are they called, uh, the, the scooters that you stand on. that the Oh, a Segway. A Segway, yes. <laughs> like you're like kind of on an infinite Segway because <laughs> you see the ghost kind of float through. It's like, oh, I have a Segway and I don't even have to be standing in one of those really messed up looking devices. Um Unfortunately, I don't think you get all those perks. I think it's kind yeah. of a letdown. That's one of those. Some of them don't. It says it on the box, and then you find out you got to like send in forty-two UPCs to get the special prize. Right. It's all bullshit. When mm-hmm. you're dead, you're still taking the bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's terrible. It's just not fair. Thank you for the story. We appreciate that. 855-853-4802 is our phone number. That wraps up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, become an EPP, extra podcast person. Get all the bonus episodes of our show. And hey, sign up to be a yearly EPP, and you will get a bunk bed bell when you email bunkbedbell at realghoststoriesonline.com. Uh, your info from uh, signing up. Yeah, just let me know about that and where to send that bunk bed bell, and I'll go and drop it in the mail for you this week. Uh, that's a little thank you for uh, supporting the show on a yearly basis. Uh, so when you do it for a year, actually, you get a month free as well. So it's a bunk bed bell and a free month because it's it's only 55 a year. It's not a full 60, which would be five sure. a month. So free month and a bunk bed bell when you sign up for a year-long membership to uh, our EPP program. That's at ghostpodcast.com. So check that out. Until next time, for Jenny Bruski, I'm Tony Bruski. Thank you for listening to another episode of Real Ghost Stories Online.